We all have questions. Questions about faith, relationships, beliefs, politics, social issues, our planet, and God. Where do you go when you're done with cliches and starving for the conversation to ascend? What do you do when you're struggling to find connection within your community, within your church? Join us, Lauren, Danielle, and Jason, to connect, discuss relevant topics, and try to navigate living in the tension of everyday life as Jesus followers. This is The Outsiders Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Outsiders Podcast. I'm Lauren. I'm here with Danielle and Jason once again. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing much better now. I was panicking a moment ago when my computer froze, but now we're good. So yay. Yeah, uh, you yeah, definitely had a look of panic. Like, oh, what is happening? But now, now, don't worry. It's an apple, so it works. You know, so it's really good. funny. Anytime <laughs> anyone starts the episode with like greeting us and they say like, hey, or whatever. I Have you guys all seen the most recent Star Wars movie? No, no, I don't watch well, Star Wars. Well, this joke is not going to land on anyone. Babu Freak, he's like this little mechanic guy. Yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, I just want to greet everyone hey, that hey. way every time we start a podcast episode. Totally unrelated to anything, Lauren. Let's Back to you. But it. it's riveting content. So <laughs> thank you for it. listening to us go on about absolutely nothing. Also, you asked how I'm doing. I'm doing oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Lauren. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Good. Yeah. You strained your hair today. It's good. I did. Wanted to change it up a little bit. So today we're talking about making friends as an adult. Um, it's the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> it's not that bad. I'm we don't have to. I think it's just an important topic for us to talk about. Um, but maybe you as our listeners um, have experienced the awkwardness of making new friends as an adult, uh, whether you're post-grad or in college or high school, whatever the thing is. Um, maybe making friends comes really easy to you. And so this will just be like a fun conversation for you to listen into. Um, but we wanted to dive into the importance of making friends and doing life with people. Yes, to that, doing life with people. It's important. Well, right. And because it, I feel like when we're kids, it's so much easier. Yeah. Right? Like you intrinsically have community. You go to school, you're thrown into this classroom with this random teacher, and you're just kind of learning everybody for the first time. It's like, hey, you, I got new school shoes. And you're showing off your new backpack and your new trapper keepers. You ever have a trapper keeper? I have no idea what that what is. is. You don't know what a trapper Like for your knows? pencils and stuff? No. Oh, you poor unfortunate souls. No, it's, it's like. It's like an old person thing. <laughs> wow. Wow. I was, yes, it is. Yeah. Okay, baby. Okay. All right. I'll just shut up now. But the no, point is, when is, you were kids, what, it's easy. What is a trapper keeper? A trapper keeper, by. for all you kids out there, is uh, like a big binder where you can put your folders with all your school stuff and paper. And it's all nice and organized. And it's like a little, like a little flap for your like worksheet and whatnot that you oh, it's like, like a, those accordion like uh, folder thingies. no way cooler than those it's got like this <gasps> thick plastic case like i had a uh a, a michael knight one from knight rider I you don't like even know who knight rider is <laughs> unbelievable fact on. check this google it <laughs> trapper keeper it will change your life anyway link in our show notes <laughs> <laughs> For everyone who uses paper these days. Yes. <laughs> but 
but you're right. Once upon a time, we used paper and pencil and whatever. Anyway, point but is. But you're right. Whether it's Trapper Keepers or like we both like green crayons as yes, kids, right. it's a lot easier to just find something really small that you have in common and just bond over it and just become friends. And I think that was the thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Like, um, I feel like now as adults, we get we get so like into ourselves and we take ourselves so seriously. We're like, okay, we're alike on this issue, mm-hmm. but then we have 14 other issues that we're not alike on. But when we were kids, it's like, oh no, you like pink. I like pink. Let's be best friends, right? And then- yeah. You had a new best friend every week. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure that gets in the way of us creating so many meaningful like connections and friendships and stuff as adults. Fun fact, I almost didn't really want to be friends with Patrick or even date him because I thought we were too different. And now we're married, so. Wow. So. I'm not sure what the moral of the story is. No, because we were saying that. Take a chance. Oh, take a chance. That's a good one. And because because you were saying how, you know, we are so focused on where we're similar, where we're different, that we just write people off. No, that's good. That's good. I got you. Isn't there a thing about opposites attract? Yes. For relationships. That's a that's a talk for another time. Yeah, right. Uh, that's okay. We should. <laughs> so yes, I do think opposites attract. However, in my opinion, they usually don't last that mm. long. It's it's usually birds of a feather stay together, because it's not necessarily Does it stay or flock. Um, <laughs> the point is. Um, because it, it's like the values, right? So yeah, yeah. opposites like on the surface level, but then it's the values, like the bigger things in life. That's right? fair. You need to yeah. be on the same page on. And so. I think that has a lot to do with friendship, like platonic friendships yeah. as well, yeah, of sure. the values that you hold and the things that are important to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's easy for us to talk about, you know, the things that make friendships last or like make people click. Mm. But I think it's the act of, making a friend like yeah I don't think you think about it as a kid you don't think today I went and made a friend Mm -hmm. and just one day you know you're sitting together coloring and you're like okay I guess that's the day we became friends but as adults I feel like it's this conscious thing that we think about like you start a new job or you go to a new school and you're just like oh my goodness I have to go make friends with people Mm -hmm. you know it's it's like a hurdle almost drag yes honestly that's so depressing well no I'm Depressing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. It's almost like a to-do list. You have to make a, con- a an, an effort, a conscious effort. Conscious, yeah. Yeah, I have to make a conscious effort. Yeah, I have to make sure I said the right word. Well, and it takes work. So there's like time and energy that goes. Even if you are extroverted, it. it still takes work. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. As an extrovert, I feel like it has changed a ton from when I was a kid to where I am now because, you know, I get my energy from people. And as a kid, it was a lot easier to just be around people and not think about the things that can make people draining. Mm. But as an adult, even being an extroverted adult, I'm much more aware of the draining aspects of interaction and relationship and friendship and that kind of stuff. So I think regardless of whether or not, I mean, some people are so extroverted, it doesn't matter if you are a brick wall you know, they still get energy from you. But I think for for the majority of people, just as you age, you start to become so much more aware of those things that, you know, can suck the energy out of you. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think too, like when we're kids, um, we had a lot of time on our hands to kind of do whatever we wanted, right? I mean, for the most part, right? You go to school, I mean, that's hours a day. Um, and then there's the after school stuff. Um, and, and so you couldn't, 
make friends relatively easily because you're around people all the time. Now, like our time is like super precious, right? It's very valuable because we don't have all of this time where we get to choose to do whatever we want. Um, So when we do create space and time for people and for friends, it's, there's more value connected to that. So I think we're more discerning with it. I agree. And I mean, even just finding time to spend with the friends you already have as an adult can be (laughs) difficult. So thinking of finding time to invest in a new friendship, you know, it, you might hang out with someone as a kid every day for, you know, a school year and then all of a sudden you're besties. But think about how many times you'd have to intentionally plan a hangout as adults to spend that many days with someone. Mm -hmm. It would literally take years, (laughs) you know? Right. And by then you're like, is this, even is this worth, worth it? it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Uh, so true. I remember as a kid, I think feeling like I needed to have all of these friends and not understanding that I was an introvert and that I just kind of needed like a smaller circle. Mm. And it wasn't until I got older and kind of understood like, wow, people really drain me. But I keep putting myself like in these huge like social circles to just be around people because I thought that was what you did. expected. Right. And what I needed to do to be around people and and be happy and all that. I wasn't popular. You weren't popular? No. Really? I was really quiet and I was kind of weird. I mean, I went to, I, I went to a public school and- I went to public school. It was awesome. Same. And I was, yeah. I mean, I did like everything, but- I was I was not popular. This, this is so sad. Okay. It's okay. I, I don't. <laughs> but need, you got through it. I don't. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. need to be popular. <laughs> so I guess a good question for I mean all of us: How do you make friends as an adult? You don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> and that is the end of our podcast. Yeah, Thanks for listening. Yeah, listening. <laughs> we are here for helpful hints. Um. Yeah, it's a good question. I I think a big element element of it is just putting yourself out there, knowing that it might be draining because mm-hmm. we need people in our life, even if it's not, you know, even if the process of making friends isn't necessarily our favorite, it's something that I think is very necessary, you know, and I think right now with COVID and everything going on in the world and how disconnected and lonely a lot of people have been, mm. I think that it's just an even bigger testament to how important having people to do life with really is. Mm-hmm. When I think time is the most valuable currency we have. So kind of going back to that earlier point, like we have jobs and like we have responsibilities, we have things we need to do. So whatever time we have, if we choose to spend it with someone, like, yeah, that's really valuable, right? There's, there's extra, I don't know, weight to that. So, um, so my point is, yeah, putting yourself out there for sure. Um, but I think just making an intentional effort, I am going to spend X amount of time, uh, right? Yeah. And, and sometimes it, it's simple going out to coffee, right? Or sometimes it's, it's doing something, helping them move mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, something that you probably don't really want to do, but it, you're just, you're spending that time. You're spending that energy. Yeah, I think that's an important distinction to make. You know, the activities that you could do with friends that you want to do and the ones that you don't necessarily want to do because I think that those create two very different Mm. levels or categories of friendship. You know, like the friends that you would be cool with meeting up with them for lunch or coffee, even if it didn't totally fit in your schedule, but then the people that you would clear your Sunday for to go help them move. Right. You know, that's... Because that's commitment. 
Right. I mean, and, wow. And I would say as adults, there's very few of those people right. that mm-hmm. are, you know, clear your Sunday. I'm going to go spend right. the whole day lifting heavy things for you just because, you know, I care about you. Right. And I think maybe, would it be true now that I'm thinking about it? Like the people I'd be willing to, you know, dedicate a whole Sunday for, it's because there's there's history, right? Or, or, or I don't know, maybe I should have thought about this first. Or, or is it, oh, we just met. Hey, we help me move. Ooh, I don't know about that. Right? Like it almost needs to. I don't know. I think there's a, a part of that. Um, I know in our young adult community that there's you know people are moving all the time, so it's like, hey, let's just get a large group of people like just punch it out. Many hands do light work or whatever the yeah. the saying is, and so yeah, to just punch it out. But then there are others where it's like because my time is so precious, like only you get mm-hmm. the like time to move. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you talking about like the intentionality that goes into spending time with friends. I have re- like not recently, but over the years just realized like, oh, when I spend time with someone, like I don't want to be on my phone. I want to be there. I want to be present. I want them to understand that like I'm making time for you. And that this is valuable for for both of us um, to just kind of be like in in that moment. Um, and then there are other people that you know you can just like hang out. Like Danielle and I hang out often because we're friends. And yes. sometimes like, hey, come over, let's just watch like a dumb movie and laugh and all that sort of stuff. But then there are other times where it's like, hey, we're gonna have a serious conversation. I mean, we're not prefacing it that way, but that just kind of ends up mm-hmm. having that. Yeah. yeah, which I think sort of speaks to the fact that maybe the purpose of friendship is a little bit different as an adult than it is as a kid. You know, I think as a kid, a lot of it is just for fun or for company or just to have somebody to do stuff with, you know, like if they're on your sports team or if they're in your classes or even thinking to like university where you are living in a dorm with people, have all your classes with them. Mm -hmm. You do literally everything with these people. And it's almost like a convenience friendship, not saying that there's Mm -hmm. no substance to them, but I think as you move into- It's circumstantial. Right. And I think as you move into adulthood, you have far less of those friendships that are just for the sake of company. And you actually have- friendships that are intentional and to serve a purpose, Mm -hmm. whether it's to be the people you watch stupid movies with or to be the person that you confide in and have those, you know, difficult conversations. And maybe those are the same people or they're different people, but I think you have a lot less of the just circumstantial Mm -hmm. friendships. Because when we're kids, yeah, I agree. I think because when we're kids, we can always fall back on our parents or our teachers or, right, older adults to kind of be there for, right? be there for us because we all need community and we all need support. We all need extra wisdom or guidance or whatever as we're trying to make decisions. Um, but then when we grow up, like we don't have those people. Right. But we still need we, community. We are those people. We become right. those people. Yeah. Right. So Which is terrifying. Right. I feel bad for all the youngins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no idea where I was going with that, but yeah. So, but, so we need community. We need each other. Um, and, and these conversations. I think a big thing that, that I've realized, especially in, in college, and I think having the expectation of like holding on to those relationships yeah. is understanding that there are friends that are put in your life literally for a season. Absolutely. And, and that's okay. It's totally okay. And 
you know, it doesn't have to be like, I've experienced some of the worst breakups in my life with friends. Mm -hmm. Like soul (laughs) crushing. I couldn't get out of bed. Like worse than any romantic relationship that like didn't end up being like being a thing. And I think that there's something to be said about that because there's just a different thing that you share with someone that like, they can be your go-to person to just call or help you through a thing or, you know, you go get coffee or you do your homework. Um, And so I think to specifically for me, like manage my expectations of what I expect my friends, like how I expect them to show up in my life Um, and understanding the things that they're going through. Like they can't always be there for me. Like Danielle's married. And so she has responsibilities, you know, um, to her relationship with Patrick. Um, she's not going to be the person that like, we can just go do everything with together. And I understand that. Um, and so I think that there's this different way of like doing life with friends as an adult where like, you never really went through all of that thought process and and whatever it was like maybe from you know fourth to fifth grade like in that summer in between you like lose contact with someone because it's summer break and either you pick back up because you're at the same school or you never hear from them again and like maybe you're pen pals but maybe you're not and it's just like it's just the end of it I never had a pen pal it always seemed like way too much work (laughs) (laughs) I didn't either I'm terrible I I think you make a great point about the whole friend breakup thing, though, because I 1000% agree that some of my worst heartbreaks in life have been friend breakups. And I wonder if that's because, you know, when you go into romantic entanglements, you have the idea (laughs) in your head that there there could be like either this is forever or there's an end to it. But you don't go into friendships thinking that you go into friendships and you're like, oh, I've met this cool person who I click with and now we can just be friends forever. But that's not always the case. And so I think, you know, your point about expectations is a huge thing there. And I think particularly in our Christian faith tribe, we put a lot of emphasis on the romantic relationships and maybe that prevents us from understanding the importance and the depth that platonic friendships Mm -hmm. can have in our life um, and understanding the care that needs to go into creating meaningful friendships Mm -hmm. as well as, you know, looking for your life partner or whatever. Yeah, because I think, no, 100%, because I think a lot of times when we think of, like, intimacy, we think of physical intimacy, and like, oh, that's not how it is with our friends. But the reality is emotional intimacy Mm -hmm. is way more extreme than physical intimacy. And so the reality is with our friends, we do experience emotional intimacy. So it is very emotional, and it is like a breakup, Um and especially, you know, we could talk about presence. I've been reading a lot about presence and, and the the beauty of what happens when humans are physically present with each other. Um, but sometimes, like, our friends, like, the breakup starts when they're just not present. Yeah. Right? It's almost like the absence of presence is almost worse. Oh, I'm sorry. I totally messed that up. The absence of the presence of a friend is worse than the presence of an enemy. Um, and so then it's like, 
yeah, no, what, what, what is happening, right? There's that emotional breakup. And then we realize, oh, I guess you're not a friend of the, of the, uh, a friend for life kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're a friend of the road. Um, I like to call it like, so like Lauren said, like, it, like for a season, like we're friends for now. And, and just like when you're driving down the road, you know, there are on ramps. Yay. We're hanging out for mm-hmm. a while, but then there are off ramps and that's totally okay. But a lot of times I think we go into it, not realizing that it's okay. Yeah. And I think, you know, in in this conversation about making friends and maintaining friendships as adults, I think that it's super important to understand the expiration date of friendships and not pouring all of your energy into maintaining friendships that are past their mm. prime. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we've already kind of talked about the fact that making friendships as an adult can be exhausting and maintaining those friendships can also be exhausting. And I mean, I feel like people are going to think we're all like, terrible social people who don't know how to have conversations (laughs) like we have good friends it's just it's harder than it is than it is when you're younger and I think it's important to remember friends can't only be the people that you had everything in common with in university like you need people to do life with because presence can be over the phone but I think there's something to be said for pouring your energy into people who can be physically present with you Mm -hmm. because that has a a different effect than people that you just call. Not that you need to give up on any friendship that's long distance, but just the reason that we have to go through the awkward experience of making friends is because having friends who can be physically present, I think is really important. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. I think something nice to have people that, know where the best coffee shop is and and know like what your day-to-day is mm-hmm. because you're doing it together. Yeah, it's just the grind. Yeah. Going the grind together. And I mean, like I have a lot of long distance friendships and I, we've gone through stuff and, you know, it's been over spans of time. But a lot of them, whenever we talk, I'm not going to give them the rundown of like what I did for the day. They don't, they can't picture a lot like realistically of what my house looks like or you know the restaurant that I went to because they haven't been to those places but then there are the people that are here that are within you know the proximity of where I live where it's like yeah we do a lot together and I hope that we're friends for a long time Um, but it is difficult whenever you move to a new place or transition out of a relationship or out of a job or something like change is going to happen. And I think understanding the importance of that and stepping into that, like stepping out of your comfort zone to meet new people, there's benefit to it as uncomfortable as it can be. Mm-hmm. And even just, it doesn't have to be anything special. It could just be whatever you normally do. Just invite someone or you hear that they're going to do it, right? Like go jogging or work out or, you know, whatever. Um, I don't do that. You, yeah, I don't really do that. <laughs> Danielle does. I actually do. Yeah. <laughs> I will go through a list of my day and be like, I really have been needing to see this person. What's something that I was already planning on yeah. doing that mm. I can just invite them to do with me right? so that I can take that off my list, which sounds so terrible, but it's not. It's really <laughs> just me trying to fit people in that I desperately want to see, right. but have no time to see. Sorry if any other, of my friends no, feel hurt. No, but I think that. that's spot on. But so I'm, what I was saying is like, even when you're going to meet friends, right? Like whatever you're going to normally do, just invite someone to do it along with you. Um, but yeah, to that point, the other thing challenge I think is we're all 
pretty busy and we try to be extremely efficient, right? Because like, like I said earlier, that time I think is like the most valuable currency that we have. The challenge is you can't be efficient with people, right? With relationships. Like relationships, we want to be, but I really don't think it works that way, right? Like you really have to invest time and not just to do something, but more importantly, kind of like what we're doing now is is listening. I, I think the world would just be a better place if we just listened more. I agree. I think all the time there there's like different levels of friendship. And like we, we talked about this earlier, um, but there are people that like I will go to great lengths if I'm having people over to my house to clean mm. and to like be wearing jeans when they come over. Like my hair is done. The the table is set in a very specific way. The candles are lit. The candles are lit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's just like a certain ambiance. And then there are other people that I just leave the door open and they walk in yeah. and and it, you know, we're sitting in sweats on the on yeah. the couch or or whatever. Maybe we're cooking a meal, but it's like there's not that level of presentation. Mm. And so for me as an introvert, it's so helpful to have people that I don't have to be on all the time mm -hmm. around. And for them to create, those friends to create that space for me, like I can create that space in my own house for myself. Um, but for them to kind of be that presence is so I'm so thankful mm. to have people like that where, you know, can just be mm -hmm. instead of feeling like I need to be on and host and, and all that sort and of stuff. And it's not, probably not a lot of people, right? There's only a few, I mm -hmm. would bet. Right. Your top, top friends, like top MySpace. Friends. I don't know what that is, Danielle. I'm not that old. That's a lie. <laughs> okay, a for sure. Lie. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I totally had MySpace. Did you ever go to, did you have a MySpace? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Did you ever do that thing where it says, pimp my MySpace? <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> pimping your mind. Like, what does this mean? And they'd be like, oh, my. Anyway. Did you ever rank your friends? You know, when it told you like top friends on MySpace and you had to literally number them? Oh, I don't think so. It was a thing. I. Oh, I did. Savage. I, I don't think I did. For yeah. sure. Yeah. In junior high and high school, that's, that's yes. death. <laughs> I think they were nice enough to like, keep extending like how many people you could put in, in oh. your top. Cause I think oh, it, yeah, it started like with like was that a thing? five and then it went to eight and, and then 10. 10. Like, and so you could just thousand. like, <laughs> right. Yeah. You could just keep adding. And you know, if you had, especially with girls because we're savage, mm -hmm. like we're not friends anymore. The breakup is public. You take that person off of your top eight and everybody knows the song that's playing on in the background is definitely showing that you're in a mood about it or whatever, or that you're fine and that you have moved on. That's so true. And I'm not the anti-social media guy, like for the record. However, I do think social media has made making and keeping friendships like almost harder. Yeah. I mean, I have, I've made friends in the last like two years on social media just because like I love Twitter and that is where I spend a large majority of my time mm -hmm. and you just meet people through the things that other people like or retweet or, or whatever that that thing is and I think that 
there are different levels of friendship, right? right. So you yeah, like yeah. have your social media friends, friends you yeah. have the people that you go to coffee with. There are people mm-hmm. that, you know, you don't have to do your hair whenever they come over. Um, but I think that there's kind of a discrepancy in thinking sometimes that everyone is on the same level mm. because you want to be authentic, like on your social media, but you are still presenting in a way mm-hmm. of the highlight reels or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and so I think keeping that in mind, like everyone is kind of a, a per, even if they are the most authentic person, mm-hmm. there's still a barrier between what social media is and like having that face-to-face interaction right. with someone. And if we're going to have those different levels of friendship, you know, in circling back to the whole idea of having people who are physically here and mm-hmm. people that can be your close circle, you know, you have to have people that are going to pass the flat tire test. Mm. Like it's 3 a.m., you're abandoned on some creepy country road where you might get taken and your tire is flat <laughs> and you call your friends, who's actually going to answer and show up? Mm-hmm. Who's going to mute the call because they'd rather sleep or who's going to say, sorry, can't help you, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to make sure you have those friends that are going to pass that test. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think even, you know, as, as Christians, right, we are trying to figure out how to navigate the tensions of life as Jesus followers. Well, for Jesus specifically, I mean, he's God. He he was extremely popular, right? I mean, thousands of people would flock to him, not just to hear his teaching, but also to get free food. Um, <laughs> but then he still had like his homies, right? He had his circles and there were a couple of different circles. You know, there was, uh, there was like the group of 70 and then, okay, so he did stuff with them. And then there was the, the smaller group of 12, a little bit more intimacy, a little bit more time. But then there were three specifically who got to see Jesus. And I say that like, intentionally, like they actually got to see Jesus um, experience things that no one else did where Mm -hmm. he was really raw and really authentic, you know, in Gethsemane, um, the Mount of Transfiguration. Like these are scenes um, that no one else really got to see, only those three, Peter, James, and John. And I feel like, man, if, if for Jesus... He had a small group of three that could really see the raw, um, the the unfiltered space. Um, maybe that would be good for me, right? Maybe everybody needs their three. Yeah. And I think that in thinking about that model or, you know, that example, it's important for us to be gracious with ourselves mm-hmm. and understand mm-hmm. that friendships as adults are not about popularity or about, you know, figuring out how many you can get. It's about getting through life. Mm. And I think that having friends is something that we all need to just get through life. Mm-hmm. And when we give ourselves permission to just invest in the people that really do fill us up and to, you know, expect that in return, you know, for them to be able to expect that in return, I think that that's when friendships as adults become fulfilling and not draining Mm -hmm. when we acknowledge these are the people that make life better, whether it's just because they're the, the level of friends where you can get coffee and just catch up and and be lighthearted. Or if they're the people that you can cry on the couch with, you Mm -hmm. know, um, as an adult, I think ultimately having friendships is about navigating the tensions Mm -hmm. of life, not alone. Yeah, absolutely. And we can talk about this in, in another podcast, but I think, you know, it's it's interesting that the first time in scripture God says something isn't good, 
is when man was alone. Mm. Um, we were created to be in community. So, um, yeah, we should be willing to spend the time, spend the extra um, to not just have friends, but then also to be be friends, which is going to take, it's a choice, right? But totally worth it. Yeah, there's that give and take Mm -hmm. that is so important. And sometimes you may not have, you may not be in the space to give, but I think being able to communicate that and Mm -hmm. being like, I'm not in a good place, just throwing that out there. Um, You hear all the time, like how important communication is in in relationships. And I think that's the, it doesn't matter whether it's, a romantic relationship right. or a platonic relationship. Right. Like there are so many things that is happening in the world. I think of the isolation that so many of us are in with COVID happening this year and how lonely it's been because there's so much that has kind of been taken away from us. Mm-hmm. Um, but still to continue reaching out and continuing to, you know, either solidify those relationships or to find new relationships that you do stuff with because like we said we were created for community Mm -hmm. and I think part of that commandment about loving other people is also like how can I show up Mm -hmm. for someone else when maybe like there are there are times where I am so tired and I don't want to be around people, but I know that it's really important for me to be around other people, to be in that community instead of isolating myself. And other times I know, hey, maybe this isn't about me yeah, and this is that. what the other person needs. And so I need to either swallow my pride or get over the attitude that I have or whatever the thing is and show up for this person that's in my life that needs something from mm-hmm. me. Well, thank you guys for talking about um, making friends. I hope that um, those of us, listen, those of you who are listening, um, maybe are able to walk away with with some tips and tricks and and some understanding. Um, we would also love for you to share any embarrassing making friends stories. Um, so we'll put a we'll put a prompt up on our on our Instagram and you can you can share those um, with us. But I think that we can all agree that you know friendships are important and finding people to do life with whatever that looks like. Um, that it's worth taking the time to get to know people, even if it's different than what you expected, um, through life transitions, through heartache, through joys, like to be able to share that with either a large crew of people or a small crew of people, um, you're always going to be in relationship with with someone. Um, and so learning how to better communicate, um, how to have fun and not take yourself so seriously like we talked a little bit at, at the beginning of, of the episode. Um, so we hope that you guys that are listening have a good circle of friends. Um, and we hope that this podcast also is creating community for you um, and meeting new people that listen to the podcast or, or whatnot. So thank you guys for listening. Special thanks to our audio engineer and producer, Alan Clark. 
Music throughout this episode is by Common Man Music, and you can find his music on all major music platforms. Also, a special thank you to Ben Rector. As listeners, we'd love to hear from you. Rate and review our podcast. It helps the show become more discoverable. If you like what you've been hearing, share it with literally everyone. And if you'd like to connect with any of us, all of our contact information and social media handles are located in the show notes. See you next week.